0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 25th of October. We start with breaking news this morning and Rishi Sunak will become Britain's new Prime Minister after being elected unopposed to lead the nation's Conservative Party overnight. Mr Sunak's rival, Penny moore dawned, withdrew from the race shortly before final nominations overnight. The new leader addressed the public shortly after the announcement, pledging to serve the British people with integrity. And humility. It is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. The 42 year old will soon meet with King Charles to become Britain's first Prime Minister of colour. It comes after Liz Truss announced her resignation after just 44 days in office, becoming the shortest serving Prime Minister in Britain's history. Back home now and Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers will hand down his first budget tonight and we're being told it will address the rising cost of living while also being fair. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says there'll be around $21 billion worth of cuts and changes on the way.
2: A budget that uh, deals with cost of living uh, pressures whilst not putting pressure on inflation, so targeted family-friendly budget that also uh, removes some of the waste and rorts that have riddled the budget over a period of time.
0: Our reporter Dan Flegg has more on what we can expect in tonight's important budget.
2: The budget's been labelled family-friendly with a childcare package worth $5.4 billion expected. Parental leave will be expanded to 26 weeks by 2026 and eligibility changes will benefit around 180,000 Aussie families. Around $9.6 billion will be spent on key infrastructure projects. 180,000 free places will be created at TAFE from next year as part of a $1.1 billion package and $2.5 billion will be spent expanding aged care.
0: And we'll have more details coming up shortly in business and finance on what the budget means for inflation and interest rates. To the latest on the flood emergency across the country now, and it's believed the Murray River on the New South Wales-Victoria border has finally peaked at almost 95 metres above sea level. That's the highest in more than 20 years. These locals from Echuca telling Channel 10 the makeshift flood levy is continuing to divide the town
2: seem to be totally forgotten and not cared for. And what divides us, that's at war.
0: This time the water's gotten in, it's coming about up to our knees high and, and, and it's just ruined everything. Meantime, there are concerns over mixed messages from authorities over the latest weather warnings. Lismore Mayor Steve Krieg saying it's hard to prepare when the information from both the Weather Bureau and the SES can be out of date or misleading.
1: All we're hearing from the local SES is different to what is on the Bureau website at the moment? You know, 13 hours between mornings probably isn't good enough, I don't think.
0: And authorities are again urging motorists to take extra care around floodwaters after the death of a young woman in the central west of New South Wales. Our reporter David Dolan has more.
2: Tash, the 28-year-old, was in the vehicle with three others late on Sunday night when they got into trouble at Gulgong, which is just north of Mudgee. The driver and his two passengers managed to escape the floodwaters and made it to safety. Sadly, there was no sign of the woman prompting a major search That came to a sad end yesterday, with emergency services finding her body on a riverbank. And harsh. this has prompted authorities to yet again warn about the catastrophic dangers of driving through
0: floodwaters. A number of weather warnings still remain in place across four states. To Queensland now, and tributes are continuing to flow for an 18-year-old woman whose body was found in bushland on the Sunshine Coast over the weekend. Her 19-year-old ex-partner, Aaron Daniel Mickelson-Huckle, has been charged with her alleged murder. It's alleged the woman met Mr Huckle in a car park on Saturday afternoon. Her family reported her missing after she failed to return home. A family spokesperson paying tribute to the much-loved young woman.
1: Emily was a smart, kind-hearted and loving person. A much-loved daughter, sister, granddaughter, cousin, niece and friend.
0: The accused will face court later this month. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at at CanStar. Effie, good morning. As we reported earlier, it is D-Day for the Federal Treasurer, Jim Chalmers. The pressure is on to deliver a budget that provides some financial relief, but it can't be big spending as, of course, that will play further into inflationary issues and put more pressure on interest rates
1: yeah it's certainly real Tash, and I think you hit the nail on the head this is their first budget so it's not an election budget they don't have to win any votes here they've just got to deliver what needs to be done and that may mean that some of us may not be happy with what comes out you've got to remember the government's sitting on like a trillion dollar debt we've got rising interest rates as you point out inflation that's expected to hang around longer so they've made it pretty clear it's not going to be flashy not going to be fancy it's going to be responsible so we're probably not going to see these cash splashes happening. Any sugar hits you can forget about seeing that in the budget. Um, we already know that that the forecast for, for growth is going to go backwards um, and, and also we, we know that as I said inflationary pressure is going to be uh, longer and unemployment will, will go up slightly there. So what they're looking for is basically anything that's going to bring about more productivity. They want to get a return on their investments. The big winners no doubt are going to be families. We've seen them talk about the childcare subsidy be tweaking, increasing that subsidy to 90%, paid parental leave. Some good news, there is talk now that they will benchmark that on the household income. So they'll ch- change that g- uh, gender discrimination with that uh, paid parental leave. Interesting to note, I'm keen to see what they're gonna do about housing affordability. There is talk that they may be encouraging the, the, the superannuation sector to invest directly in retail housing. So that's something to watch out for. But unfortunately, even those on fixed income, the, the, the talk of pensioners, there is talk that obviously their uh, uh, pension will be indexed. But when you look at the forecast figures, Tash, I can tell you now that the pension gets indexed every March and September. Pensioners are only going to see what an, an extra, you know, fifty-six dollars per fortnight, maybe in March, if the if the forecast figures are correct, or thirty-seven as a single. That's not going to cut it, given just how much prices have gone up.
0: Yeah, Effie, talking about the rising cost of living, we already know inflation is a major concern and there's new data out today revealing just how much more we are paying for so many essential items.
1: Yeah, it is a, a, a big week, as you say. The budget tonight, inflation figures out tomorrow. Um, it's pe- set to peak at 7.75. We're, we're being told that. But we're already paying substantially more. So using data from about 55,000 users of an app called Frolo, they compared spending in the third quarter this year to the same quarter last year. And it showed that spending on essential items, things like groceries, insurance, fuel and medical medical stuff, that's all gone up by 9% percent in the last 12 months. Now, it's probably a combination of, yeah, maybe there's more demand, especially in the medical area, but because we're at lockdown and now we can do more things. Uh, But you can bet your bottom dollar, it's also to do with increasing prices. So fuel spending has increased by 38 percent, grocery spending has gone up by 24 percent, and spending on utilities is up by 18 percent. And it does differ across different generations specific age groups are impacted differently and unfortunately those on fixed incomes are hit the most.
0: We will certainly watch with interest tonight when the budget is handed down. Thanks so much, Effie. (laughs) Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett Sri Lanka looms as a big threat to derail Australia's World Cup defence in Perth tonight.
2: Yes, good morning, Tash, after that first up loss to New Zealand, Australia, just has to win this game to get through the Super 12s into the knockout stage of the tournament. And uh, certainly Sri Lanka holds no fears uh, coming up against the Aussies tonight in Perth. And Brad Haddon, uh, the former Test star, has revealed to listeners Willow Talk podcast the bold strategy that could unsettle the Aussies tonight. They've got to be brave to, to beat us. And I think that's one area of the game where I think we just might see that mystery spin early. So they might go for spin to open their innings and put uh, Australia's batters on the back foot early. We saw some bizarre scenes in Hobart last night. Uh, Rain pouring down. There was uh, players slipping and sliding everywhere. A Zimbabwean fast bowler was injured. The umpires let the match continue. Eventually, though, under protest from the Zimbabweans, they decided to call that match off.
0: And Brett, the controversy continues for our netballers. The players are being warned they should be aware how hard it is to attract sponsors as millions of dollars have been lost in that initial sponsorship deal.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hancock uh, prospecting, pulling its $15 million partnership with Netball Australia, but there's uh, more damage to come. The collateral was the the West Coast Fever, who lost Roy Hill, uh, also a mining company, uh, who had uh, promised $2 million to prop them up. And Simone Hansen is the CEO of that club, and she's warned Netballers should be more aware, more mindful of just how hard it is to attract sponsors like that. She revealed it took eight months to land that deal, so uh, a difficult time for ball at the moment for them to recoup that uh, much-needed money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the worst-kept secret in the AFL, Brett, has finally been confirmed.
2: Yes, Ross is the boss once again at St Kilda, confirming he signed a, a four-year deal yesterday to return to Morabin. They slipped out of finals contention. They were 8-3, and three, I think it was, halfway through the season and then the wheels fell off and that cost Brett Ratton his job. So Ross Lyon comes in to provide a ruthless edge. Lee Montagna doesn't think they're a premiership contender but says that he can turn the club around. I think they can make the eight. They can sneak into the eight. I don't think they have a list good enough to challenge the top teams yet. But I think Ross will come in, build a culture first, and then over time can weed out the ones that aren't going to take the club where they want to go. And maybe in sort of three to four years, we can have a team that can challenge for that second flag. And the Lions board was due to meet last night to decide whether Chris Fagan can uh, be back at work as soon as tomorrow. He has, of course, uh, stood down uh, pending the results of that uh, investigation into claims of racism during his time at Hawthorne, it looks like. He might be back at work early, Tush.
0: Brett, thanks so much. Thank you. And talk about lucky. An Aussie has stumbled across a massive 834-carat sapphire while on a walk in Queensland. Matt Betridge posted a video of his incredible discovery on TikTok, which has, of course, gone viral. No way! Holy dolly! What? Oh, straight up, straight up! What matters told Channel 9 the rain over the weekend must have helped unearth the massive sapphire, and he could not believe his eyes.
2: When I got back to camp, we put it on the scales and <laughs> the wife and I just yelled,
1: 800 carat? What the
0: hell?
2: We didn't even know. <laughs> Couldn't even comprehend the size of it.
0: Very lucrative walk. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Listener.